Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. This is my top five Home Alone movies. I didn't even know there were more than five or at least five Home Alone movies, obviously, until fairly recently uh, when I got access to Disney Plus and saw that uh, my original assumption that there was, I knew there was at least one movie that came out after Macaulay Culkin, and I knew they had done a reboot or a, a, another Home Alone movie with the kid from Jojo Rabbit. So I knew there was like four, but I had no idea there were six. And because I love a an excuse to check out a franchise of films and go on a ride to see you know just to pick out and see what happened especially a franchise that started off with i believe one of the most successful christmas movies of all time being home alone one written by john hughes directed by christopher columbus the man who also directed the first i think first two harry potter movies um and uh, see what it's all about and give my rankings. And I got to say, not to spoil what I'm going to be listing here, but this franchise has probably one of the worst movies I have ever seen. And I will. this franchise also has one of the most surprising comebacks I have ever seen. And my list may be controversial, for some people who are fans of the Home Alone movies. But of course, the Home Alone movies, Christmas movies, of course, they are a kid who is left home alone for very different reasons throughout this franchise. But it, it is a wish fulfillment. It is a kid's fantasy in a lot of ways to be left home alone to eat all the junk food that you want, to watch all of the movies that you're not allowed to watch, to use your this house as a playground, to set up your toys, and to cause destruction in a way you would never be allowed to do if you had any kind of parental or adult supervision. And in so many ways, these movies, especially for me as a kid, watching the first movie was that wish fulfillment watching Macaulay Culkin in this house as and and just as Kevin McAllister and to just giant house that I've never lived in a house that I don't even think I've stepped foot in a house as big as the first home alone house but to have free reign of that house to eat all the junk food that you want and watch all the movies you can't watch and to do all the things you never thought you'd be able to do uh is probably why it it that first movie was so influential and not surprising that they would try to recreate that that magic that the first movie had and surprisingly it was so surprising when watching this to see that John Hughes not only did he write the first movie he wrote the first 3 movies in this franchise um of course the first two being with Macaulay Culkin uh, new leads in all of the other ones, the only one of which, one of the sequels, aside from the first two, only one of them 
is a continuation of the McAllister storyline, really. Uh, whereas there's another one that has a reference to a McAllister character. Um, but yeah, it, it was a, it was f like it, it, at one point this franchise felt like a bad idea, <laughs> right? It felt, I, I felt almost as uh, regretful for watching these movies as I did watching the Twilight movie franchise. But, oh, and not only that, not only the wish fulfillment thing for this kid home alone, but also it is, you know, this kid who has to defend his home against intruders, uh, which brings to the table a bunch of slapstick comedy, which is obviously an, a, a hilarious comedic uh, style specifically for kids. Watching humans get beat up like cartoon characters is never not funny. Uh, and also to see all of the fun and inventive booby traps. So those are the different elements of a Home Alone movie that all of these Home Alone movies have. And it's interesting to see how each one tries to tackle and to have and to implement all of those different elements in them. So with all of that said, let us start. Let me start the list, my top five list. So obviously the movie that I considered to be the worst movie of the franchise isn't going to be on this list, which is good. I'm glad that it's not even on this list. I'll obviously talk about it at the very end. Don't want to spoil anything, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, I'm glad that I'm glad they made a sixth movie, if only to keep this horrible movie off this list. So let's get into it with my top five Home Alone movies, starting off with number five. This is a movie that uh, I mean, this one actually came. I don't want to say that either. I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, so let's just do it. Let's. Coming in at number five is actually the fifth movie in the franchise, Home Alone, The Holiday Heist. Uh, this is our, our kid in this movie is Finn Baxter. The Baxter family has moved from California to Maine uh, and is living in a big house. They're experiencing a snowy Christmas, and this house is creepy. This house potentially haunted uh and this house at one point was owned by a famous bootlegger so our uh villains in this movie the people that are going to be invading this house are a group of contract thieves who have been hired to steal a painting a famous painting that had been rumored to be owned by this uh well-known bootlegger and it to be stored in a hidden safe in the basement of this house. And our lead character is left home alone because his parents go to a holiday party for this new company that they're working for, and it gets snowed in, and they're not able to get home. So that's the premise. And this kid has a lot of anxiety. He's addicted to video games. There's awkward scene where he goes out to go make friends with the neighbor kid who's building a snow fort and he's like well what do you do for fun around here and apparently kids that grow up in snow don't have video game systems and everything that this kid does for fun involves snow because it is that time of year you build snow forts you, you 
make you have snowball fights, you build snowmen, you do all these things. It is almost like Bubba talking about shrimp in Forrest Gump. This kid talking about all of the activities you could do that involve snow. And I love that kid. Not a big part of this movie, but I love the neighbor kid who's obsessed with snow. He does have an important part uh, towards the end of the movie, but, uh, you know, so they don't necessarily get along. This other kid, Finn, is more into video games. And uh, basically, they somehow discover, right, him and his sister discover the secret room in the basement, and... The, she gets locked in the basement, and so now Baxter is by himself in the house as these contract thieves are trying to get in. Which are kind of the characters or the actors that play these thieves are kind of fun. You have Eddie St uh, Steeples as Mr. Hughes, which I don't know where... I, I, I think he was from... Uh, me, uh, My name is Earl. I think that's the name of the show. I think he's like his 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 buddy or whatever. You also have uh, Debbie Mazer, who was in Entourage. I think she was like the publicist for for him. So it's like some interesting characters who are these contract. And then the the guy who's hired them is Malcolm McDowell, who is the bad guy from this. Is he the bad guy from the Saw franchise? I think he's. I think they look the same, but he might be different. But he's in. He's like a villain in a lot of different things. And then. Uh, this kid has a friend who he plays video games with online, only knows him online. And that guy, his friend, is like an older college kid who's away at college by himself, not doesn't have any family in town. But he helps this kid, gives this kid advice for how to protect the house, right? Thinking he's giving him advice to beat a video game, finds out that he's helping him protect the, the, the house. It's okay. This movie is just okay. It has some fun. You know, the elements of the slapstick comedy stuff is fun. It's got an interesting plot considering some of these movies, how, you know, the, trying to get these kids home alone, trying to find a reason for somebody to break in. It's okay. It's just pretty okay, this movie. So... That's why it's coming in number five. It's not horrible. It's not the worst movie I've ever seen, but it is my fifth favorite movie of the franchise. Uh, so coming in number five is Home Alone, The Holiday Heist, which is also the fifth movie in the franchise. Moving on to my fourth favorite Home Alone film. This is a movie that uh, had a lot to live up to, I would say. And I think it did an okay job. Granted, it is here at number four. Uh, but that movie, coming in number four, my fourth favorite Home Alone film is Home Alone 3, which does not have a subtitle. Uh, so this is the first movie that doesn't have Macaulay Culkin. It is the first movie that's not Kevin McAllister. Uh, it is Alex Pruitt is the name of the kid. And this movie starts with these spies that s break in to a military base and steal a microchip that's used for missiles. And as they're trying to fly out to return the, or to get the chip to the people that hired them, these spies, these four 
four international spies. Uh, they hide the microchip in a remote control car so they can get it through baggage claim and all that stuff without any problems. And at the airport, similar to Home Alone 2, there's a little mix-up uh, where an old lady ends up getting the bag with the remote control car in it as she's going home to Chicago where she lives. And when she gets home, she is kind of a angry old lady. And she hires this kid, who was our main character, Alex Pruitt, to shovel her driveway. And he, she doesn't like the work he did. He's complaining about it. And instead of giving him money, uh, decides to give him this remote control car that she accidentally got at the airport. Right? So now Alex Pruitt, our kid, has this microchip that the four international spies are trying to track down and locate. Right? So they find out where she is. She, they, they find out the general area. And the interesting part of this movie is that it's kind of like Rear Window, right? It's kind of like, or Disturbia, which is also a remake of Rear Window, where it's like this kid is home alone because he gets chicken pox, right? And he's just home alone during the day because his mom goes to work and there's nobody, his dad is out of town. So he's home alone and... He's got chicken pox and he's just kind of, he's really into tech and he's kind of spying on his neighbors as is in rear window, uh, except for obviously it's more of a suburb situation. Um, and he starts seeing this crazy stuff happening as the, as the uh, spies are going into this old lady's house, trying to find this remote control car. And him trying to call the cops and the cops showing up and not finding any evidence. So it's kind of like Boy Who Cried Wolf. But it's, it is the rear window aspect of it is very interesting. This kid is also very tech savvy, understands tech in a way that's really great. This movie also has a young Scarlett Johansson as his sister. He has a sister and a brother that are both, you know, bullies to him as is the kind of trope of these, you know, Home Alone movies, that there's the older siblings that are mean to the younger sibling. Um, and, you know, it's him battling these spies who have guns, which is kind of ridiculous, but obviously uh, comedy ensues. It is a fun movie. I didn't hate it. It wasn't too bad. Definitely a step down from, not to spoil my hand on what's going to come above this, but definitely a step down from Home Alone 1 and 2. Uh, you know, the kid is okay as the lead of this movie. And, you know, the fact that there's four people who are supposedly international spies getting taken down by this kid who's tech savvy you know you're, you're you're just a little bit of uh disbelief in that you have to suspend your disbelief a bit but it's fun it's a it's an interesting way to do it and i love the kind of rear window aspect of it which is my favorite uh alfred hitchcock movie so coming in at number four is home alone three 
Let's take a little break from the show to promote gift certificates. If you want to purchase artwork for somebody, you have an art lover in your life and you think they would like my art, but you don't know what painting to get them. I have over 2,000 original pieces of art for sale in my store, along with shirts and prints and other things. So I can understand that being a bit daunting if you're trying to buy something for somebody else. Give them the gift certificate and then they can go to my website, inspiredisorder.com, and they can buy whatever paintings they want. They can buy whatever prints they want. They can buy t-shirts. They can buy hats. They can buy all the different merch gift certificates, which are available currently at inspiredisorder.com. And now let's get back to the show. Now, this is where we get to a point where I might be have some very controversial opinions People in hearing what comes next at my third favorite Home Alone film may be very angry at me, and I would hope that they wait to listen to why these movies are ranked where they are. I spend a lot of time taking notes and, and justifying why I rank certain things, and it blew my mind. It blew the brain out of my skull, splatted on the wall, and slowly slid down like a scene from a Home Alone movie, that this movie, that any movie that I would have originally thought would have been ranked 1 and 2 would be anywhere but 1 and 2, but let's move on to what could be one of the most controversial opinions on any show that I've ever done. Coming in at number 3, my third favorite Home Alone film of all time... Is Home Alone 2 lost in New York? It's, I mean, it's not the first one. Home Alone 2 lost in New York, right? Okay, it's got Macaulay Culkin in it. I mean, it's even got the wet bandits from the first one, which is probably a step down for this movie. The fact that Macaulay Culkin, it's an interesting thing. He doesn't get left home alone. They make sure he gets to the airport at least. But then you have the mix-up at the airport, right? And he ends up going, following a guy that looks like his dad wearing a similar coat into a plane that's going to New York instead of to Florida where the families are going. So interesting, right? Okay, he's in New York. Cool. The Walkman, probably the coolest aspect of this. I had a friend that had a Walkman. We got in some trouble making some prank calls. I don't want to talk about it. But the fact that the... Wet bandits show up in New York at the exact same time as Kevin McAllister in the same place in New York where they run into each other. Is it's a strike against this movie. That's one small strike against this movie, right? Even though I love Joe Pesci, right? I love Joe Pesci. I love uh, Daniel Stern as Marv, they're great. I love uh, Macaulay Culkin as Kevin McAllister, right? I love all these characters. I enjoy the slapstick. The slapstick in this, a little bit more cartoonish than the first one. A little bit more. Instead of the old creepy neighbor, it's the old bird lady that's creepy in this one. 
He's trying to, you know, he overhears that these guys are going to rob the, ch the children's charity. So he sets up a thing to get back at him again using his uncle's house that's under renovation. Whatever. It has some of that dream fulfillment where instead of being home alone, he gets a hotel room in a luxury hotel. The fact that anybody working at that hotel would investigate anything doesn't make any sense. I don't, as long as the bill is paid, I don't think they would care whatsoever. Obviously, there's an issue when the card gets declined. But even still, when they find out the fact that they kind of scare the kid away, whatever. It's, it's funny. Still kind of using the same beats, using the movie to, like, scare people. Like, it's, it's too closely mirroring, even using the exact same characters, mirroring the first movie. Right? There's these little things that knock it back. Surprisingly, this obviously was my second favorite movie for when I just uh, the assumption of how I was going to rank this of course this was going to be number two but no it's sitting here at number three for a reason and despite the fact that I do enjoy this movie I think it's fun it's nowhere near the original nowhere near the original and the things it does to try and shoehorn everything from the original into this one again doesn't necessarily work so because of that, and of course it had Trump in it, although I think the version I saw had him edited out, which is fine. He's kind of a worthless human in general, and his character not needed for the movie. Not necessarily something that would have knocked it down, but since it's been knocked down for other reasons, I'll tack that on as well. Uh, so coming in at number three, my third favorite Home Alone movie, is Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. That means there is one of the sequels that does not star Macaulay Culkin coming in above Home Alone 2. And that is the movie I'm going to be talking about next, coming in at number two. Because, of course, number one, anybody that doesn't have my number one as their number one, I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe if you didn't grow up with these, I could see, okay, but when I saw this movie, this next movie, moving on to my second favorite Home Alone movie that is not Home Alone 2, because Home Alone 2 is at number three. Moving on to my second favorite Home Alone movie, when I saw this movie, I was blown away. Blown away at how much I was laughing, how interesting exponentially more interesting they took all of the home alone elements and turned them on their head kind of subverting expectations in a lot of ways changing perspective on certain characters to where things that are happening aren't necessarily happening for the same reasons or in the same way that any other home alone movie did And it surprised me that it was so good, especially the complete and other, utter downfall this entire franchise had become after the original two. So to watch this movie and to not only see a movie that was actually better than all of the sequels, 
but a movie that is worthy, in my opinion, of being the second best Home Alone movie. That movie, coming in at number two, is Home Sweet Home Alone. The newest film in the Home Alone franchise. The sixth film in the Home Alone franchise. This movie came out last year, 2021. This movie is starring one of the stars of this movie is the kid from Jojo Rabbit, which is an adorable kid. Love him in that movie. And when I heard him coming to this franchise, I was like, ooh, I don't know. But after watching it, this movie is doing so many interesting things. First off, cameos from tons of comedians. You have, uh, you have uh, Pete Holmes as... Okay, first off, let's... So a lot of comedians in this. And also the structure of this is different, right? So this kid who is uh, Archie Yates, right? In this movie, his, his name is uh, Max Mercer, right? He gets left home alone. His family from the UK, obviously, in the US, living in the US, they're going on vacation to Tokyo. His family and then relatives. So in a lot of ways, his situation, the hustle and bustle chaos is very similar to Kevin McAllister in Home Alone 1, right? Everybody's scrambling to go. Instead of in Home Alone 1, they're going to France. In this one, his family and, you know, uncles and stuff like that, extended family, they're all going to Tokyo. And he gets left home alone, right? So in some ways, this movie is... Almost a reboot, a reboot, kind of in of the first one, but one of the biggest changes is that the people invading his house are, in some ways, the sympathetic protagonists of this movie. Where Max Mercer, the kid who's home left left home alone, is almost the bad guy. So flipping that on its head and how they're able to do that, you have this family, right? Rob Delaney and Ellie Kemper, right? Remember Pam from, not Pam, was it Pam from The Office? The, the second receptionist in The Office, kind of, kind of airheady, but really fun, right? She's amazing in this. They're married. They have kids. Uh, financially struggling right he's having problems finding work okay and they may have to sell their house they don't want to tell their kids you have keenan thompson's playing a realtor but they're trying to you know not let their kids know so he's like pretending to be a uh a, 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 a personal trainer so they're having like this open house thing right kids are away whatever they're having this open house, and Max needs to use the restroom. So they stop by this open house for him to go use the restroom. And while doing that, he runs into the dad, played by Rob Delaney, Jeff McKenzie, right? And there's this box of dolls that he has from his mom, and he's like, you know, these are whatever. There's like a little discussion. He thinks that the kid steals one of these dolls, right? And it turns out that this doll that he stole, which is a unique-looking doll, 
the head is put on upside down, right, which is a flaw of the doll, finds out that it's worth, like, $20,000 or whatever, which he's desperate to save his house and thinks that this kid, Max, stole the doll. So his idea is to go, he tracks down, he overheard them talking about whatever, whatever, and he finds where they live, he goes to their house, and he's trying to recover a doll that was stolen from him that he desperately needs to sell to save his home for his family and kids. And when he shows up, the family is in a rush to leave, right? Meanwhile, Max... To avoid the hustle and bustle craziness, instead of being locked in the attic like the first Home Alone movie, he goes into the family SUV that's parked in the garage, right, which they're not taking. They're taking Ubers to the airport. And he goes into the SUV and is watching cartoons on the tablet that is part of the, or just the TV that's built into the headrest. He's in quiet solitude, avoiding all of the craziness that's going inside. But because he did that, they all leave, doesn't know he's in the thing. So that's how he gets left home. So the conflict, instead of it being burglars, is this guy, Jeff, trying to get this doll that this kid stole. Later telling his wife, Pam, this thing, and she then starts helping. So then you have a situation where the people invading the house are sympathetic characters and this rich kid who's left home alone is doing all of the same booby traps. There's all the same kind of kid fantasy home alone stuff that you'd see in all these things where he's enjoying being home alone. He sets up all these booby traps. He's like a, he's a savant in, in coming up with booby traps, completely destroying these people. But instead of, criminals being hurt where you're like yay like watching these people it is like kind of painful to watch but i also adds and some of the slapstick comedy is hilarious there is a scene where pam and jeff are trying to scale a wall to the backyard of this house and their inability to do so and how long it takes and the whole set piece that is them trying to get over this wall. Hilarious. There is so much comedy in this, in this movie. And like I said, so many people, uh, stand-up comedians. Pete Holmes is like one of the uncles that is going to Tokyo, where he's funny. Uh, I think Rob Delaney is he's a comedic actor. Ellie Kemper is great. There's also like just, I mean, Keenan Thompson obviously is fun as well. Um, there's a couple stand-up comics uh, like uh, Esther Pavitsky, who's a female stand-up comic. She's like one of the people who's at the, the open house. Um, but yeah, a lot of fun cameos from comedians that I just happen to know, which is fun. Also, also, it's tied to the original in a fun way in that when this kid calls the cops, right, they, Jeff and Pam try to get in to get this doll, calls the cops on them, right, they set off an alarm, he punches in the alarm code wrong, and the person that shows up, the cop that shows up 
is Buzz McAllister, Kevin McAllister's older brother. And he doesn't believe when he gets a call over the radio that like, oh, there's a kid, right? When when the kid's parents call the police department and they dispatch calls out and he gets the call, he's like, nope, that's a prank call from my brother Kevin because when we were kids, we accidentally left him home alone twice and every year he calls and makes these prank calls so it's not it's not legit so instantly having him as a cameo which i don't know if it's the same it might actually be the same devin rattray is he from that would be crazy if it is if it is the same guy from uh yes he the guy who played buzz from the home alone movies is in this movie and playing his character again a great scene a great scene and great that like it justifies why the police don't show up because he's a cop and he's like no my brother kevin calls in these prank calls because we left him home alone on christmas twice two years in a row great love it and even the end of this movie heartwarming so much comedy so heartwarming I, I blew me away blew me away that this movie was so good after how garbage this franchise got so coming in at number two is a movie that if you like home alone one if you like home alone two and you think i'm insane for putting this movie above home alone two i challenge you to go to disney plus and watch home sweet home alone and tell me you didn't laugh. Tell me that this was not a super inventive take on the Home Alone story. Controversial, I know. But justified. I guarantee justified. I mean, it would have been insane if it was number one. I'm not putting it at number one. But coming in at number two, my f second favorite Home Alone movie is came out last year. The sixth film in a franchise that is mostly garbage. Home, home Sweet Home Alone. Check it out. Number two. Let's take a little break from the show to promote the benefits of Inspired Disorder Plus. So you go inspireddisorder.com slash plus. Sign up. $5 a month. You get to binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free. You get to watch all of the live painting videos I do. You get a special members-only discount and deals for all of the artwork and merch that I sell. You also get the complete podcast back catalog of every podcast I've ever produced. Hundreds of episodes countless different podcasts you also get access to my personal blog a new blog comes out every week in addition to that you get my creative writing that i'm releasing you also get access to asking me anything 14 years of experience podcasting i've been creating art my entire life i've been using photoshop since middle school and you can contact me to ask me questions about that or anything else so those are the benefits for signing up for inspired disorder plus and now let's get back to the show moving on to my number one uh, my favorite home alone movie nobody should be surprised this shouldn't be any other movie than this movie 
But just so you know, my favorite Home Alone movie is, of course, the classic Home Alone starring Macaulay Culkin. The first time we see Kevin McAllister, the first time we see the McAllister family, we see how crazy it is. We see how he gets left home alone, the, the, the events that lead him to be, being home alone. We get to see the, the origin for this kid's fantasy of having like autonomy over your life, being able to eat whatever you want, watch whatever you want, do whatever you want. We get to see this kid kind of grow up in a lot of ways, kind of become an adult as he's home alone, thinking that he wished his parents away, not knowing that his mom is living a planes, trains, and automobile lifestyle to try and get back to him, which that's a funny aspect to this. Also, the fact that John Candy has a cameo and was in that movie is kind of funny that spiritually, in some way, it's related, you know? John Candy is this guy who's perpetually on the road during Christmas or during the holidays. Uh, obviously, it has some of the best. The booby traps are great. You have this, this, the uh, wet bandits where just so much fun, man. So much fun. Better than the second one in every way. Uh, John Hughes' classic movie, uh, even though he wrote the first three movies in this franchise. Uh, just so good. Macaulay Culkin, Joe Pesci, Daniel Stern. So great. Even the mom, Catherine O'Hare, uh, and even Devin Rattray, who plays Buzz in this and also in Home Sweet Home Alone. So good. So good. I love it. I, I, I love this movie. It's a classic for a reason. Uh, when he uses like this, the cutout people to make it seem like a party's going on at the house, uh, the scary neighbor who ends up helping him in the end, you have... Just so many good things, right? Asking about if a toothbrush is is uh, endorsed by the American Dental Association. Uh, him getting scared and accidentally shoplifting. Uh, everything about this movie I absolutely love. Really, really was so inventive in so many ways and uh, an absolute classic. Um, one of the best Christmas movies. It is... My favorite last week, I did my top five 90s Christmas movies, which, spoilers, this movie is placed at a exact same position as that movie as it was in that list. So it is a is my favorite Christmas movie from the 90s, and for a good reason, I would say, for a very good reason. And uh, the, the inspiration for this list, I was like, well, finding out that there's more than five, or at least five, it's like, I got to do it. I got to see how this, and I'm glad I did. If I had not done this list, I may never have watched Home Sweet Home Alone. And especially watching these in order and seeing absolutely how horrible this franchise gets, to then watch Home Sweet Home Alone and to be blown away, I don't want to keep bringing up how amazing that movie is, but it is number two for a reason. And this movie is at number one for a reason. The classic, the all-time best, Home Alone, at number one. Now, the movie I'm sure everybody is curious to know about, one of the worst movies I've ever seen, ever, is Home Alone 4, Taking Back the House. This is a movie that's supposed to be the McAllister family 
But the McAllister family is getting a divorce. Uh, of course, the kids are all like uh, not good. The there's no snow anywhere. The dad is engaged to marry some super rich lady where that is the house that is going to be taken back uh, that Kevin decides to go spend Christmas with his dad and his soon to be stepmom. Um, so that's why he's away. And of course, because they're rich, they're never around. And uh, this one has Marv, but it's not Daniel Stern. It is instead played by uh, let's see, taking back the oh, it's so bad, so so bad. Uh, Marv is played by French Stewart, who I love, a guy that I love from Third Rock from the Sun. Uh, but and he's fine in this as a goofy, but he's playing Marv, who has ditched uh, the Joe Pesci character for his girlfriend or wife. I don't know their relationship but they are the ones that are invading this mansion that is a smart home that is clearly like just some studio that they rigged up to be it's just it's just it is mind-blowingly bad it is mind-blowingly bad and apparently this movie was intended to be the pilot episode for a home alone series that disney was going to make or fox I don't know who owned the property at the time, but it was intended to be initially was intended to be the pilot episode of a series, which thankfully they didn't do because it was God awful. Uh, so one of the worst movies I've ever seen is Home Alone for taking back the house. Um, and there's constant reference to how there's no snow. Clearly it was filmed in L.A., some back lot in L.A. or whatever. And all of the Home Alone movies have snow, which thankfully when I got to Home Alone 5, one of the reasons it was instantly better than this, just because it had snow. When the family went from California to Maine, it's like, oh, at least they had snow. And they're not just like lines throughout the movie about how it's abnormally warm and there's just no snow this year in Chicago. So, yeah, the worst movie that didn't make the list, uh, Home Alone 4. Uh, and another piece of trivia Apparently, Ryan Reynolds was working on a Home Alone script that involved Kevin McAllister as an older person who was a weed dealer. I don't know if he was a dealer, but he definitely was getting high. He was Home Alone, and he was really high. And the paranoia from getting high was making, giving him flashbacks to when he was a kid being invaded by the, the wet bandits. And when Fox got bought out by Disney and they started production on I think pre-production on Home Sweet Home Alone the plans for that sequel got poo-pooed and obviously Disney's not really big on producing 420 friendly content so it would have been interesting interesting premise to read what it may have been uh, an older take instead of a kid being home alone. It's just like a, a dude who's really high at Christmas and is paranoid, got too high and is paranoid that people are breaking in. Could have been fun, but uh, ended up being what I consider to be the second, my second favorite Home Alone movie in Home Sweet Home Alone. So th that being what it is, who knows? I would love to hear how you would rank it. Let me do this list one more time. 
just to be clear so everybody knows. Uh, this is my top five Home Alone movies. Starting off with number five is Home Alone, The Holiday Heist, which is the fifth film in the franchise. Number four is Home Alone 3. No subtitle. Number three is Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Number two is Home Sweet Home Alone, which is the sixth film in the franchise. And my favorite Home Alone movie coming in at number one is the first Home Alone. That is my list. That is how I rank my top five Home Alone movies. Let me know how you would rank the Home Alone movies. Have you seen the horrible film that is Home Alone 4? The complete garbage movie that is Home Alone 4? And even more so, have you seen Home Sweet Home Alone? And do you agree that it is the second best Home Alone movie? I, I feel like it's a very controversial opinion because the first two movies are so well regarded. But, you know, I, I would challenge people to watch watch the franchise in order. Watch Home Alone 1 through Home Alone 6 and tell me that Home Alone 6 isn't so good so and so interesting take on everything and kind of a, a flipping it on its head. And uh, I really loved it. I really did. If you want to be surprised and watch a good Home Alone movie, uh, I would add Home Sweet Home Alone to the list this holiday season for sure. Uh, so that's it. Let me know what your opinions are on social media. Hit me up in the comments. Do what you got to do. I love you anyway. Have a wonderful holiday season. And until next week, peace out. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Ouch! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.